1: Hello, Steve
2: here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw's end-of-year report cards. Yeah, man. It's
1: that time of the year, Larson. Where we uh, do a bunch of work in advance in hopes of getting a couple days off during the holidays. So we just do a bunch of uh, recap stuff.
2: Oh, well, no. I meant that time of the year where we get out our red pen and we dole out some of the grades. We haven't actually done this before, but I really, really love this idea. I think you came up with it. So good job on that one. So anyway. I get an A
1: today. Because
2: here's the thing. 2019 did see the proliferation of a couple more companies true um no no company surprisingly died off this year a couple tried their best <laughs> yeah that's <true. laughs> one in particular yeah. really really one in tried really tried to, to kill itself off but uh you know some of these wrestling companies seem to be like cockroaches man they just won't die somehow I mean I know
1: a bunch over there in the uk have because of NXT UK but what are you gonna do? Something else entirely. So we're gonna talk about uh, uh, pretty much all the major promotions worldwide. Yeah, man. Um, Give them all grades and uh, positives, negatives, whatever's in between.
2: So the ones that were that were left off, uh, I guess they get incomplete grades because we
1: did not pay we attention. Know, to we them. don't know enough about them.
2: Like PWG, they seem to be going through a, a rebuilding
1: year. Well, I mean, I think the whole independent wrestling scene is going through They're a rebuilding, all rebuilding. phase. Um, and, uh, well, PWG is still kind of, you know, the, 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 the preeminent, probably, independent promotion in the States. Um, yeah, again, you know, pretty much everybody's been signed. So they're waiting for the next crop of new, exciting, up-and-coming indie talent to make some names for themselves. Yeah. They can be in BOLA, win it, and then be signed by WWE or AEW or New Japan.
2: I wonder, just really quick, I wonder if the rebuilding phase for a lot of these indie promotions are going to be extended um, maybe more than usual or more than historically. I think we've so,
1: because we've seen, you know, the WWE Performance Center's been around for a while, but the one in the United Kingdom just opened. Yeah. Uh, New Japan's opened their LA Dojo this year. And they announced this year New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling
2: of America. Yeah,
1: so I think a lot of people who normally might have taken years to go through the independent ranks, uh, develop their skills, hone their craft, and, and build their brand that way might see these other options. Like, well, I'm an athletic dude. I could talk. Or I'm an athletic person, man or woman. I can talk. Um, I can go and toil for five, seven years on the independence and maybe, hopefully, make it. Or I can do enough, get the eyeballs of WB and try out or apply for the LA Dojo in Japan or even, hell, Ring of Honor's got a school. Mm-hmm. They're looking for talent. They're definitely looking for talent. Um, so, Future of Honor, that's what it's called, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um,
2: well, it's interesting because. So I I do remember when it was announced that uh, Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack Perry, mm-hmm. had signed with AEW uh, or that he had decided to go there. Apparently, AEW and NXT were interested in him. Mm-hmm. And Meltzer, having, you know, I mean, Meltzer knows what he's talking As a historian, Meltzer knows what he's talking about. Yeah. His uh, perspective was had this happened or had, had Jungle Boy been, let's say, born three years earlier,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he would have spent additional time in pwg on the independent circuit
1: anybody now who makes a name for himself
2: as soon as you make a name for yourself now you will be courted by one of those companies um which is which is good i think it's it's interesting i think it's good for the business that uh you know the talent is more in demand now than ever um so, uh, CMLL, we don't really pay attention to that. We, we have our luchador promotion of choice. However,
1: I guess I, I, if we were to give CMLL a grade, it would be uh, not as good as Triple A's because they lost. They fired, I think, two of their major names, Roosh, Dragon Lee. Lee. Yeah, They showed up for the competition now. Yep. And then there's been some, from what I can understand, there's been some chaos kind of in CMLL.
2: There's always crazy stuff. Man, south of the border, Triple A, uh, CMLL—it's—it's it's high drama, man. They're behind the stage, stu- behind the, the backstage stuff, behind the scenes stuff, is much like a telenovela. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, dramatic, filled with tension. <laughs> Anyways, let's get started here.
1: All right. First uh, up, uh, yeah. Who do
2: you want? To, you, let's do the big name last. Yeah. Let's do WWE
1: last. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you want to start with uh, NWA then?
2: Yeah, let's do that. NWA, uh, very surprisingly, almost shockingly. Um, Continued in a pretty big way along the uh, uh, 20-year blueprint that William Corgan had laid out or had in his head. William
1: Patrick Corgan.
2: Sorry, I apologize. I never remember his middle name. William Patrick Corgan. I think
1: that's (laughs) right. I think that's right.
2: Um, And uh, they launched their weekly series, uh, Direct to YouTube, too much fanfare. People really, really were into this um, for good reason. It's a lot of fun. It's an hour just jam-packed with seven-minute matches, hilarious commercials, awesome promos. All these uh, all these wrestlers seem to really be having a great time. They have a terrific, small, effective roster. Um, and now they've got uh, Marty Skrull, apparently, or at least he showed up to challenge Nick Aldis for the NWA title. That's very exciting too. So evidently they might have some sort of working relationship perhaps with Ring of Honor. Um, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition.
1: Yeah. Maybe, or if we're just assuming. Maybe those. we're reading too much into it. Could um, be, maybe, maybe not, uh, I don't know. So yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. The NWA, this seemed like they had a pretty obvious mission statement upon launch. Uh, they wanted to be a very particular thing. Sure. They have managed to be that very particular thing. Very well. Um, They have have seemingly made no efforts to deviate from being this one particular thing. So if you like that one particular thing, that is uh, studio wrestling shows uh, heavily inspired by the 1970s and 80s, you'll really like it. Yeah. Uh, Power on a weekly basis does have a lot of charm. Yeah. Uh, Looks like everybody's having an absolute blast. Yeah. Is it the best wrestling in the world? No. Right. Um but it's, it's, it's not trying to be. It's not trying to be. It's trying to tell they're just trying to tell some stories. Not everybody needs five-star matches. No, right? they're not trying to reinvent the wheel if anything. They're trying to bring like things back to the earlier days of wheels, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, they want proto wheels.
1: Is that analogy even apt? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyways, uh that being said, I'll will give NWA a solid B. Oh wow. Um I cuz they like I said, they they strove to do a very specific thing and they have accomplished doing that one very specific thing pretty well. I know uh, they've, they've made some comments about their current business model potentially being unsustainable in the future. I mean, because speaking from experience, uh, y- you know, it's, it's hard to run a company of any size on YouTube revenue alone. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they're they hoping that ticket sales, merch sales, etc., will pick up. Maybe then they can start reinvesting. And once they have a large enough fan base, maybe go out and search for a TV deal proper. But... Uh, yeah, I am. What we've I, seen so far this year, it's been enjoyable. It's been fun. Um, it remains to be seen how they can grow their product and their business in the coming year, though.
2: If if this, yeah, it, it is going to be very interesting. I, I wonder if it's going to be more a more matter of growing the YouTube thing and maybe, I, I don't. I, I don't know in terms of how much they want to make off of this, like in terms of. How much profit do you need? What's what's oh, enough not, for they're you? They're
1: not making anything close, anything close to a profit right now. I know, yeah. but
2: my point is, I mean, they're not going to get. I'm so, I
1: I don't see this on TV. No, no. this is not going to be a TV product. The best I think they can hope for is like a streaming deal, like something like this. I feel like would fi- like if Netflix picked up NWA, I feel like that could fit in. Maybe or like
2: maybe I don't know. I mean, I would imagine if Glow does well, yeah. maybe they would look at this. I don't know. Because
1: this is a very specific produced nature of it that none of the other t- uh, wrestling products have. Yeah. Um,
2: TV so hard to come by. Yeah. It's really hard to come. So I guess my question is, if you don't get TV, which if you get TV, you're looking at, you know, you're going to – if you don't get TV, what would make your business model sustainable? You know what I mean? Yeah. What would do it?
1: Well, YouTube ain't it.
2: YouTube alone ain't it. YouTube alone is not it, but they're not looking at YouTube. I'm I'm wondering if if YouTube as the base, what else could they do? I mean, we've mentioned merch, that ain't gonna be it. We've mentioned um, ticket
1: sales, but the what there's like a hundred people for these uh, uh, tapings.
2: I mean, look, the Into the Fire was on Fight TV. Yeah. If they can do four pay per views a year. That do really good numbers. Is that enough? I don't know. I don't know. Really
1: good numbers for them. It still isn't a huge like what uh, an AEW pay for you. They got like a hundred thousand buys. If NWA could do, I mean, you're probably looking at a quarter of that.
2: Yeah, at best, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. What, I, I don't know.
1: At twenty bucks
2: a pop, would they have to change their presentation? Maybe keep the current. Like if they if if somebody did reach out to them for TV mm. and they said, Hey, we really like the core of what you do. The presentation is a bit too throwbacky. We want something a bit more modern with what you do. Um, is there some sort of middle ground that they could they could evolve their product? I mean, 20 years is a long time, and, uh, you know, William Patrick Corgan seems to have a lot of Smashing Pumpkins money. Oh, he's got tons of money. So, uh, you know, who, you never know how much you want to throw into that. But I don't know. I don't know what
1: their goal is. I don't know if their goal is to be a billion-dollar company. No, I doubt or it. Or if their I, goal is I to would. just make money. I would hope at least... Uh, the culmination of this 20 year plan would be to make NWA self sufficient. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean turning up a huge profit. Yeah. That just means he's not losing money. I'm curious, like, how much it
2: costs to produce. Oh, like, it can't be cheap. Like, how much they ca- Well, it can't. It's not going to be that expensive. Well, it's not going to be
1: super duper expensive, but I mean, you got to rent the studio space. you got to do the ring. you got to get all those cameras. Oh, yeah. yeah. The sets that all cost. They've all adds got good up. names. They've got good yeah, names. Yeah, that on all their adds products. up. So.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I gave them so uh, your grade, your final grade for uh, NWA it was a B. Yeah, was a B. I went with a minus. I think that coming from nothing and getting the names that they got and making Nick Aldis into a thing uh, and just the buzz that they had now, because for my thing is an A minus. You're not perfect. No, you're not going overboard. Like you're not exceeding expectations or exceeding, you know, you're not doing 110%. You're not perfect, but man, you're actually doing pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. So I gave him an A minus because they really did capture some sort of zeitgeist, especially in their first couple weeks. They stumbled a little bit with the Cornet thing. Uh, but I mean, that was in in the long view, that's going to be a minor thing. And they picked up a terrific name with Stu Bennett um so i gave him an a minus i'm like man you, you were you were literally nothing last year yeah they were they and were now you much. are a name that marty Skrull is coming to mm-hmm. uh to do something so i don't know that's kind of that's kind of a big deal game an a minus
1: i probably would give him a b minus uh without the marty thing because that shows promise and that uh, they they have maybe have an ability to draw major names even if just for one match that's a Big deal it is a huge deal yeah ring of honor man big working relationship there Again, I might be reading too much into it.
2: <laughs> Who do you want to go over next? Let's
1: go uh, Impact. We can just kind of do these in reverse order how we have them, except for the last one. I sure, think I'm going to do that one last. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Impact. So uh, it's been an up and down year for the folks at Impact at Anthem. Some good. Some bad, mm-hmm. uh, some in between. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had some issues uh, with uh, people watching their show yeah. for a good majority of the year. Um, <laughs> yeah. They were on the Pursuit channel, which uh, a lot of people don't have. So if you want to watch them, you had to watch it on Twitch. Yeah, And then since they couldn't score themselves a TV deal, their parent company, Anthem, decided to buy a network yeah. access. Yeah. So they bought access from Mark Cuban and his business partners. Which I am really curious. Well, we've heard... But I don't have access either, so I still can't
2: watch it. I don't know anybody that... Ha- I mean, maybe on the East Coast they have it. Maybe. I mean, I've heard that... or Meltzer, I think, in the newsletter has said that there is some indication anecdotally that New Japan was getting around 200000 Yeah. for their program. Yeah. Um, you could assume Impact <laughs> would probably do around the same yeah. number. Well, the
1: thing with with New Japan, and, and granted, it's, it's more of a... Uh, it's probably more of an issue now than it was back when they st- first started airing content on there. Uh, it was all tape delayed. yes, yeah, sure. Sometimes by months. Yeah, yeah, Second yeah, run yeah. stuff. They weren't airing live stuff. So, yeah. I mean, this is stuff watch you can Best find on. Watch Best of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, on New Japan World mm-hmm. live. But if you want to dole out, which is a great value, by the way, t- Terrific. T- 10 bucks Terrific. for New Japan World, yeah. and you're cool waiting, you can watch on access. Anyways, we're getting away from the conversation. So, there was that. And then, of course, there's a whole Killer Cross Thing where he was uh, very vocal about uh, his displeasure with the contract he signed says he wasn't making enough money. Mm-hmm. Uh, both he and Scarlett Bordeaux, she was released from her deal. She went to NXT, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas he's still uh, under contract, yeah. But hey, he just joined uh AAA's Los Ingo- Ingobernables with Rouge, uh, Bista uh, Del Ring, and La-, uh, LA Park, and Conan, yeah. Big deal, big deal. Man, man I'll tell you what, AAA.
2: But, I mean, look, every business has employees who don't want to be there. I mean, every single one of these promotions does, except for maybe NWA. Um, So, I mean, the Killer Cross thing, I think with the Killer Cross thing, it wasn't necessarily uh, that because, look, the guy signed a deal. He signed a contract. Mm -hmm. Um, It was more it was some dirty laundry that was being aired publicly. It's never a good look, but it is what it is. Um, There are a couple of silly goofs. Like, there was that one a couple months ago when they were live streaming one of their shows using, like, Josh Matthews' iPhone. And he was caught on camera saying, hey, we need to find somebody else's phone because I need mine.
1: (laughs) And, again,
2: these days, these things can do amazing things. Yeah, but
1: was that a a common thing they would do or is that a situation where? It wasn't
2: like they were filming TV. It was like, I think it was more like a house show that they were filming. yeah, whatever then. But it was being live streamed.
1: Still, it's kind of it's it was it was pretty. It's kind of a goofy thing, you know. It's kind of a goofy thing, but nonetheless, I mean, it wasn't it, a big deal. You know, there technical difficulties happen, or if there's a situation where there's this like some added value content they're putting up for people to watch. Yeah, and like, okay, it costs a hundred thousand dollars to bring a full uh, uh, production truck to do the show, or, you just or we can just use somebody's phone. <laughs> These things really do great phone. things. Man, do, I'm man. telling you. Uh, so, uh, but then if you look
2: at the positives, they they have. Man, they have a great impact. They have, is, one,
1: they have one of the best women's divisions in all of wrestling. They
2: have one of the best rosters in all of wrestling. They really do. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. It's it's a really good It's a terrific roster. They're creative. I again, I don't watch a lot of Impact, but whenever I catch wind of stuff, you were talking about
1: that in the little video clip with RVD and Brian Cage. I, as much as I would love
2: for that to be the sole thing that I'm talking about, I am not. That that was really good. But this long term feud between Sammy Callahan and Tessa, Tessa Blanche, yeah, which really is probably going to land her the world title mm-hmm. in a very meaningful way because they didn't do it too soon. They could mm-hmm. have pulled the trigger on this any number of times. And people were kind of upset that they didn't. And Sammy Callahan ended up winning off of Brian Cage. Yep. There are some good names there. There's some really good creative. Um, they got some cross promotion stuff going with Triple A. Yeah. Um, and people generally like people besides Killer Cross. They like working Same there. too. Like a lot of these people are very vocal about being very happy with it. Callahan,
1: very vocal about Uh, why. Ethan
2: Page is a big cheerleader of theirs. Jordan Grace is a big cheerleader.
1: Wanting to help make impact. Like the stigma of TNA impact that has lasted for uh, 15 years, seemingly, Mm -hmm. nearly since the company's creation. Yeah. Um, You got a lot of really young, great talent who is working to try to rid the company of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an uphill battle. And to sign on with this company with the goal of doing that is admirable, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's not easy to do. Yeah, I mean, still in my mind, you know, the the, the stigma of impact is 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 pretty is pretty is pretty much ingrained for, in my mind. Yeah,
2: for I think for a lot of people, myself included, I, I don't see that anymore. I see them for what they are today—a company that that whose creative can be—and um, I'm not going to use this necessarily as a positive, but by and large, it is a positive. A bit on the cutting edge. I mean, they they do they 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 were the only company to sign Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he would have loved to have gone to AEW. No, he turned him down. Yeah, because they're not going to let him do the penis thing. Yeah. Tony Khan apparently does not like. He didn't like the penis stuff. That's weird. And that's like his thing, and people love it. But you're not going to do that on TNT. That's one good thing about being on Access. They can kind of do what they want. Kind of, yeah, you know, and
1: like you know, it helps that the parent company owns the, the network.
2: Yeah, I know exactly and you got RVD there you know basically having yeah. sex next he, to a production was, meeting. yeah his character is Orgy man yeah I mean that's all really that's all really fun stuff mm-hmm. they have that wrestler's court segment was fun, Tommy yeah. dreamers there um yeah it's it people seem to like it it's a lot of fun and they don't take themselves too seriously but then they do have that Sammy Callihan stuff which is compelling stuff so um I gave them simply because
1: <sighs> you look at where they were a year ago two years ago especially yeah. And they've managed to climb out of a pretty steep, deep hole. Um, uh, Ring of Honor, we'll get to them next, I think, is pretty much where Impact was two or three years ago.
2: A little bit further back from that. Because, it seems
1: like, like they're on the verge of I – mean, Impact, uh, Impact more so. Seem like they're on the verge of potentially going out of business. Yeah. I understand Ring of Honor has a multimedia uh, – uh, Broadcasting giant behind them, Yeah, nonetheless, yeah. it's not looking great for them. We'll get to that more later. Impact, it seemed like they could fold at any moment. Um, yeah, they would not have been surprising. They've either. come back from that. Uh, people take them seriously now, which was not the case a matter of three, four years ago. Um, so I gave them a B-. minus.
2: Okay, I gave them a solid B because they did come back from a lot. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, honestly, for me, one of the only things, and it's funny because you mentioned the TNA stigma, and – I don't have that necessarily, except for the one caveat of what you just mentioned. I still get the feeling that I, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow was announced they were out of business. Mm-hmm. And I want that to be gone. I want that idea to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I get the sense, because as a wrestling fan, and this is a wrestling fan, but it's also as a person who conducts this as a business, mm-hmm with so many hours in the day to watch wrestling, do I want to commit to two more hours on a Tuesday night and watch something that could go out of business? And they haven't, and maybe I should look at the history, the fact that they
1: haven't gone out of business,
2: but I always get the feeling that could happen. That's a possibility.
1: It it definitely is is a thought that has to enter your mind. It's it's a near miracle that impact still exists.
2: I I agree. Uh, But I gave them a B because they threw all that they are still producing, uh, you know, some really good stuff. I, I again, I'm I'm going exclusively based off of, you know, a small handful of shows that I've actually watched, clips on Twitter, on YouTube, whatever. But uh, everything I, I I have seen, you know, makes it seem like it's it's compelling stuff. If they were on TNT and not AEW, if AEW wasn't a thing and Impact was on TNT, I'd probably check it out. I'd probably yeah. watch it. You yeah. know. Yeah, agreed. There.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. Oh wow, next. Oh boy. Ring of Honor. All right, man. Well, uh, where to start? Let's just list the positives. They got a couple, they got some good names on their roster. They got Rouge. Marty's still there maybe uh PCO's new oh, champion. Marty's going to be there. Brody King's there. The only question is, how long is Marty's contract? new contract going to be? If he signs for more than a year, I have to question his sanity. <laughs> I uh, agree. Uh, uh, they, got, they still have a lot of really good talent there. Yeah. Um, and
2: Well, uh, they have some good talent They still have some there. good
1: talent. Like the Briscoes are still a really good tag team. Jay Lethal is still a good wrestler. Um, and then, you know, Jeff Cobb's still there. Uh, 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 Bandito still there. Uh, they brought in Ray Horace. They brought in Flamita. They brought in a, a, a lot of good young talent.
2: They brought in They brought in just recently Bateman and yeah. Maria Manic. They're yeah. both terrific. Um, so it seems like they might be able to rebuild. It's a tough, tough environment right now.
1: It is, especially when, uh, at least according to Joey Mercury, the level of ineptitude running rampant in the front office so, is off the
2: charts. let's get to the negatives because they are... Legion. Yeah, vast. Number one, there does seem to be. So even though in uh, just in December, just this month, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Harold Mage from New Japan commented on the Ring of Honor partnership that seemed to be hanging by a thread because there just hasn't been the same number of shows, the same number of crossover. Yeah. I don't believe the Ring, for example, the Ring of Honor title is going to be defended at this year's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I don't it think it was last year, year either. It
1: hasn't been since uh, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, I Cole think, versus uh, Kylo Riley. Kyle Riley. One it from Kyle O'Reilly, yeah.
2: And so, you know, this year's, for example, also global wars. A couple months ago, was a CMLL Ring of Honor Mm -hmm. crossover as opposed to New Japan. However, Harold Majin is—he gave an interview, and it's where he talked about you know the potential of partnering with AEW. Even though Nick Jackson said that's not going to be a thing, Um, said that you know they do view what they have with Ring of Honor as a relationship still. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's always benefited New Japan more than Ring of Honor, but that seems even to have been less of a thing recently. Um, all sorts of, of of debacles. You had Bully Ray. Well, yeah. Apparently, not enough security. Go. They don't. They can't hire enough security, so they got Bully Ray acting as security, bringing a fan to the back, saying, "Hey, stop yelling at the the women. Yeah. Go be a fan." Even though you know, from their various points of view on that one, apparently, a fan was being a bit overboard with that stuff.
1: Nonetheless, that's not. And granted, it, it, it adds a different perspective when when you hear that they have uh, uh, problems. Getting a adequate security for their shows. Sure, yeah. Nonetheless, that's not a wrestler's uh, duty to go out there no, and do isn't. that kind of stuff. It's um, an, an impromptu meet and greet. To go back to the relationship with, yeah. Uh, at least I got a free meet and greet out of it. Uh, <laughs> New Japan. Uh, there was a, a huge spotlight on their uh, the G1 Supercard. Yeah. Um, and uh, the obvious stark differences in terms of the quality of creative, especially the creative when it comes to New Japan's product versus Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. It was glaring. Yeah. And that's Jeez. when you first really notice, you know, things aren't quite right here in Ring of Honor. What is it
2: called? The Honor Rumble? Yeah. Yeah, that was,
1: oh, my gosh. It was almost funny if it wasn't so sad. I know. Um, and they, they, that was a, a point where they could have made some moves. They could have, because a lot of stuff happened this show. You had the end zone cast run in, which we can talk about more later, uh, that looked like obvious creative bungles from Ring of Honor's perspective. Um, and during the world title match, if they had uh, put that belt on Marty Skrull then, rather than Matt Taven, I think a lot of that might've been extinguished. Maybe, Because um, you'd say, well, they did a lot wrong on the show. However, they'd made the right move putting their world championship on Marty Skrull, because um, he's, if not the, one of the most popular wrestlers in the entire promotion, um, given, uh, especially at that point, the elite had left New Japan already, um, you kind of have the one hold over there. You put the belt on him mm-hmm. um, to, to really kind of steal and forge that relationship with new Japan. Cause I don't think Marty's wrestled at all for new Japan this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seemed like from a business standpoint and a creative standpoint, the way to go. Yeah, sure. But then they, they put the belt on the guy who's been there forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we can talk about because of that, seemingly that's when you really started to notice or at least here, yeah. The attendance issues, yeah. It's the attendance is really bad with Ring
1: of Honor. Apparently, it wasn't good at Final Battle.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a sad thing. I mean, apparently, the wrestling's still pretty decent. I haven't watched any Ring of Honor shows since beginning of
1: the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've watched any since the G One Supercard. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the whole Kelly Klein situation uh, related to her concussion and how they didn't really do anything about it. They didn't do anything about it. Then you find out. That uh, she was requesting a,
2: a raise from twenty thousand dollars a so year, twenty four thousand dollars, and they said no because then we'd have to give everybody in the women's division a raise, which is the freaking stupidest bullshit I've ever heard in my entire. life. That's terrible. You know there was. The, I mean, the, the the talk about dirty laundry being aired. Joey Mercury. Putting out all these uh, 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 DMs, texts, emails Mm -hmm. from uh, Greg. Yeah, Greg and Joe. (laughs) Greg and Joe. And they're sitting there saying things like, you know, none of our talent is going to draw money. We have to look at the larger picture. Uh, You know, just horrible, horrible things. Yeah. And I mean, there were some people coming to the defense of Ring of Honor within the company. But I mean, a lot of it is just stuff that's not it's 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 indefensible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you got that, and then honestly, the biggest thing is AEW happening on their watch. I mean, they you know co-partnered or they partnered up with Cody and the Elite to to put put on on. All In, Mm -hmm. and they created their own competition. I Mm -hmm. mean, granted that was last year, but then we saw it come to fruition this This year. year. Yeah. Um. I mean,
1: boy. You know? That's a blunder. That that's a huge blunder. Huge blunder there. Massive blunder. Enormous blunder. Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> from a business perspective. I mean it seems no, it probably seems a, yeah. It probably seemed cool. Like, hey, we'll do you a good solid here and help you out here, but in hindsight, uh, yeah, you create your competition. They lap you several times over I mean, by the I'm time sorry, they have their first but, show.
2: You know, whenever you make you know, uh, when people give Vince McMahon crap about not wanting to mention the competition. That's why. That's why. <laughs> because this is the shit that happens. Look at 1990. WCW almost, you know, if, if it wasn't for just colossal missteps on their part, yeah. they had the infrastructure. They had the money. The ability yeah. to take down WWE. It, this could get out of their own is, way. This is why Vince does what he does, you know? At this point, though, WWE doesn't
1: really have any real competition. You can mention any promotions you want to. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. They, yeah, no, it, it, it wouldn't. wouldn't.
2: It wouldn't. But. You know, I understand, A, hey, you know, even with Vince, he's thinking, he's probably thinking to himself, I got these two, I got $2 billion deals, why change, why, I mean, you know, you because, because of those he
1: practices. Thinks, he probably thinks everything ain't broke. Best practices. Now, there's a lot of broke at WWE, we'll get to that later, but first, let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, wait, no, we got to give our, our grades, dude. Oh, sorry, D-minus. <laughs>
2: Ah, I got a D
1: minus because an
2: F would mean they'd go out of
1: business. And one of the positives here is they still exist. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that they still exist. Literally the lowest possible grade. I
1: can't give them an F because they're still really good talent on that roster.
2: Well, and they also they they exist. But come on, like this this deserves the lowest possible grade. Oh, it is the lowest
1: grade of any any of the. other. I mean they have
2: signed people and they do have some terrific young talent. But and look, man, you hit bottom. You can only go up. Yep. Or out of business. Yeah, pretty much.
3: (laughs)
0: Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
1: All right. Now, next, New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, Solid, steady. Always, you, you always can count, count on them. You can count on New Japan to deliver great matches. Probably the best wrestling on the planet. Yeah. Interesting, creative. You got... A series of tournaments as you said some of the best wrestling like the 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 best of super juniors this year was awesome um g1 was awesome um wrestle kingdoms coming up i'm sure that's going to be awesome um and and from, they lost the elite so that was a huge massive loss for them um nonetheless they've they have a path there, a vision for their company they're following through on it they announced this year they're going to uh, really go all in on their, their expansion into the U.S. you got New Japan of America uh, starting up next year. They announced the first five shows, I think, for for that, happening in February after New Beginning, I believe, or preceding it. Um, and, yeah, they lost the Elite. They brought in Kenta, and Kenta's been killing it over there.
2: New Japan, time and time and time again. You can go back to when AJ, Shinsuke, and the club left You can and, and how they weathered that. Uh, they put New Japan Professional Wrestling first, and they will get the most, the absolute most out of everybody they have. They can create a star out of Juice Robinson. They brought Kenta over who had a star in him, Mm -hmm. and then they bring him to New Japan, and that dude, you see what he should be, his -hmm. his perfect form. Mm -hmm. And they do that with everything everybody yep. they show everybody what their perfect form is and uh and they they start they 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 keep it to the wrestling mm-hmm. and they let the performers do in terms of character what they do best yep. they trust their wrestlers they don't
1: make it overly complicated i'm not they talking don't. about from a creative standpoint cuz there's some intricate storylines going i'm talking about the the formula by which they book their stuff yeah you trust the wrestlers to do their jobs. Yeah, exactly. First and foremost, it yeah. seems like. Yeah. Um, you put them in positions where you can highlight their strengths and showcase what they can do. And they continually impress. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay had one of the best years of any wrestler in the entire world. Um,
2: and he could have
1: gone anywhere, but he signed a new five-year deal. Moved to Japan.
2: Moved to Japan, signed a five-year deal.
1: Could have went anywhere. Yeah, I think he effectively said, I want to spend the rest of my wrestling career here in New Japan. Yeah. Um, and, and we got some serious intrigue going into Wrestle Kingdom cause it's a two day affair this year and, uh, night one course headline Koda Bushi versus Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Day two main event is going to be both titles, the heavyweight and the IC title up for grab. So it's probably gonna be Okada and Naito. Going head to head, but
2: Jay White huge. could leave with both titles. Entirely possible. Any of these guys, Kota, Kota Bushi. could leave with both and Kota titles. Kota Bushi
1: could do it too.
2: Any of these guys could leave with both titles. And the thing is, whoever we think it's going to be, it ain't going to be that person. Probably not. We both think it's Naito. It's probably not going to be him, it's and it's gonna probably going to be gonna sh- Jay White. And it's pr- and it's just going to be just as compelling. Yeah. And that I mean, Jay White. Honestly, Jay White is the one person who like. I kind of feel like they. Stu- I don't know about stumbled. I think they had to do a very quick, sort of reimagining of their of their storylines. Once the elite guys left. Once the elite yeah. guys left. Yeah. Because his title reign was kind of. Well, not. I mean,
1: it was kind of, uh, but also it was it was following the the career arc of Okada once they returned from TNA. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. His excursion because a yeah. similar thing happened where Okada confronted Tanahashi. At New Year's Dash Yeah sure um, Had a title match Against him At the following New beginning No one gave him A shot to win mm-hmm. What does he do He wins Yep Same thing happened With Jay White And they've been yeah. Paralleling Okada's uh, Career Earlier Sorry Career post Excursion With Jay White Pretty closely Yeah So um, It depends It remains to be seen uh, You know how, how What they do With it next But you know He's had a hell of a year it's had a hell of a year. Yep. Naito's had a hell of a year. Ibushi's had a hell of a year. Okada's mm-hmm. had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and you know, yeah, Bullet Club's not what it was, but they bring in Kenta. Man, he gave he gave Bullet Club a serious boost. Absolutely. Because he's yeah. doing great work over there. Yeah. I gave New Japan a solid B.
2: I'm gonna give him a B plus. I had originally given him B minus because one of the things that I mean, if you can look at any of the negatives, there really aren't a lot of them. However, uh they they should they should have an A. I do feel like their Western expansion was stunted a bit because of AEW. Mm-hmm. They haven't really been able to sort of answer that necessarily. Um, they they did lose the elite, um, and I feel like the New Japan Pro Wrestling of America announcement was a bit more confusing than it was impactful because it's like okay well you're going to run more shows here in the states what's your roster looking like there was no details except yeah. we're going to run more shows probably double the shows well with what roster mm-hmm. we got like we can kind of guess we can understand okay there's going to be some
1: people from it's New Japan gonna, it's going to be the LA Dojo the LA Dojo who
2: really i mean let's be honest with you nobody's headlining from the LA Dojo like who's coming out of that that's going to be headlining shows yeah i don't know you know, I th- like the names. I've seen a small handful of matches from guys that are in the dojo. Mm-hmm. Top of my head, I can't name any of them. Well, there's
1: Carl Fredericks.
2: I mean, how many Carl Fredericks matches have you actually seen?
1: Uh, you yeah, know, I've seen some gifs on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm so happy you're honest about that because yeah. the same year. So I don't know what their you know what the deal with that is. It was supposed to be a big announcement, I think. Yeah. Um, but again, New Japan just does New Japan. So I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a B plus. All right. I mean, that's a really good grade. They're that's a, they're a freaking amazing promotion. Yeah, they do fantastic stuff. They do fantastic stuff.
1: Uh, next, let's talk about all elite wrestling. Well, one of the biggest positives this year is they uh, became a thing. Yeah, they birthed themselves in existence, and now we <laughs> talked about uh, NWA. They're trying to be a very specific thing. I don't think AEW is necessarily trying to be as specific as.
2: Oh, they're making such a big deal about going back to Atlanta. As if they're, as if they are
1: WCW. Yeah, there is. It's essentially <laughs> the spiritual rebirth of WCW. Yeah, like, which AEW is great. Is, yeah. Which is fine. It's great. Um, and uh, in terms of doing what, the, especially early on, I liked what they were doing because it seemed like they were taking kind of the best from all the various places they probably worked for. They were concentrating on in-ring storytelling, which they were grabbing from New Japan. They were doing some back, you know, like a select backstage stuff which we've seen from any promotion. Um, and then, you know, by and large, they had characters had already been established, but they were bringing in some larger than life characters still. You know, Luchasaurus, he uh, he, he prides himself on being a dinosaur with a master's degree. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a bit out there. Yeah, sure. Um, so you get a little bit of everything. You get a good mix of, of various styles and, and attitudes towards wrestling. And it's been really fun. It's been week in and week out one of the most fun wrestling shows. Not to say there haven't been stumbles. There has been. Uh, They bungled the Dark Order when they first debuted Uh, But now they're coming back around They're doing some really cool video stuff with them Um, And it makes me wish they'd kind of done that from the start And then when they debuted People would have been so confused about who they were Um, And you know You can question whether they're handling Kenny's creative well or not now Uh, Adam Page Um, It seems though Regardless of how you feel about that They're making a serious investment and not just building up themselves, themselves being the elite, but the roster across the board. They're trying to elevate everybody, develop everybody's character, give everybody an opportunity to showcase their skills. You got Jericho holding it down as champ. That'll probably last till maybe February. Um, And then I feel like once they get to the point where they feel good about the roster in terms of introducing everybody to their audience, Then we'll really see the push for the Bucks. Maybe Kenny will finally get the belt. That kind of stuff.
2: They've brought a lot of excitement to wrestling, um, and I think that should definitely be rewarded. That should be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. They have um, done it under an intense spotlight, Mm -hmm. under an intense microscope, Mm -hmm. um, and that is not easy to do. Nope. They have uh, a lot of just really terrific talent. Um, They have pulled from... Uh, very heavily from the, I'm not even gonna say top names, but the more interesting names on the independent circuit. I mean, you look like look at a guy like Orange Cassidy, who, granted, really hasn't been spotlighted necessarily that much, but whenever he's there, people notice him, and they yeah. they make a big thing about it. Um, you know, they have they have gone out of their way to be um, a progressive wrestling company, yes. trying yes. to be all inclusive, and yes. that definitely should be rewarded yes. and acknowledged. Yes um and it's it's really given us an insight into what is it like and look throughout the f- the first half of the year up until up until and through the first couple of weeks of tv they had captured the zeitgeist to such a degree that their ticket sales for the first batch of pay-per-views uh for this year were selling out immediately um and uh and to a much higher degree, like the demand Mm -hmm. far out uh, exceeded uh, what was available. Um, So that was all really, really cool stuff. Um, But they have have also exposed how difficult it is to book really, really good uh, weekly television. Um, It hasn't been perfect. There has been stumbles. Um, They haven't been able to, and here's the thing, it would be impossible to to achieve
1: this. Mm-hmm. It'd
2: be impossible to sell out every TV taping of the year. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's not possible anymore. No. no. Um, unless you're running like 2,000 seat venues, but they're running between five and 8,000 venues. Yeah. So, you know, the they, they set the, – the thing about AEW is that, and this is not a knock on them, but it's a truth – They set the bar so high for themselves and exceeded expectations so hardcore the first half of the year that any stumble, any lessening of their steam, which was inevitable, is looked at. And, 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 and shown and, and, and claimed to be a weakness by people or, who just
1: want them for whatever reason to fail. Or a harbinger of their own demise. Right. You know?
2: Um, however, the fact that they have held their own against WWE's, um, you know, hottest property, yeah. NXT, and it's not their main roster stuff, but it is the buzziest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been a fascinating uh, uh, thing to look at on Wednesdays. Um, I gave them a solid B. Um, I think there are some mistakes they've made that have been odd and kind of like no brainers, but that's me looking on the outside, looking in, they've got a lot on their plate. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and they seemingly have a, a plan for where they want to take things. Yeah. Seemingly. They, that I being think they've said, got a broad strokes plan, but no, I, think I think they have what a what they're a, realizing
2: a larger picture plan, is yeah. that you, you can have your larger picture, but the details matter also. Exactly.
1: And I think we see that with the Dark Order stuff where they realize their first push with them wasn't working like they yeah. thought it would. So go, all right, let's go back. What can we do? Yeah. And they did a good job of establishing a mythology for them mm-hmm. in a matter of a couple of weeks. Yeah. With those video packages have been really well done. Uh, I'm A. AEW Shill. I gave them a B plus. That sounds that's on brand. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, like I said, week in and week out, it's the most, it's the, it's the wrestling show I look forward to watching the most. Is it perfect? No. Um, but it's generally the most fun I have. Like the first three episodes of Dynamite, I had a smile on my face the entire time watching it. Yeah. yeah. Just because it was such a delight. Yeah. Um, and it's still, yeah, every Wednesday I look forward to the show I still watch first.
2: Uh, speaking of the show that I watch first, let's talk about WWE's NXT brand. Speaking
1: of NXT, Shell, Steve. That's me. Um,
2: So, I mean, look, here's the thing. I don't think there was a stumble this year for NXT. And in fact, if you take a look at their approach to Survivor Series, I think they went even beyond perfection (laughs) into A-plus zone. Is there something that above and beyond shill? (laughs) (laughs) Even if you take a look at... You, you, you can say t- every takeover has been a hit. Everything they've done has been a hit. I mean, do they have some episodes of TV where they're trying to, you know, they need to bolster somebody's record. They have matches that, you know, don't necessarily matter. Sure, that's just sort of wrestling convention. You have to do that because people need t- time on TV. Um, but they have got the best roster across the board – well, with the exception of maybe the tag division, that might go to AEW. But they have got the best women's division on the planet. They have got the best men's division on the planet. Uh, they are just killing it every single step along the way. They started out on the WWE Network. Now they've made the leap this year to USA. Um, are they doing the numbers that main roster is doing? No. Um but they have been effective uh, in, you know, if, if you could take the cynical approach, and it's probably the true approach to say that they were there, they are there to whittle away at AEW, the competition. Um, and they have been relatively successful at that. This past week was very interesting, uh, and that we're filming this on the 16th, uh, where they, they had like, in, in pure viewership, they had an even tie. That was very interesting. It's really
1: a tie when the AEW wins the, the top demo. Do you know how many viewers 0.04? 0.24.
2: It's 0.28 to 0.24. 0.24 to 0.28. So the difference between them uh-uh. is 0.04. Do you know how many viewers that is? Uh-uh. Neither do I. <laughs> but I can't imagine it's
1: really all that much. I just know one is more than the other. At that point, it's splitting hairs, though. I mean, it really is. There was a, huge, there was a pretty significant difference. I think AEW was 11th in that demo for the night, and NXT was... 18th or 21st or something like that? Mm, I don't know. Even that short little but gap. the fact that AEW
2: was doubling them in that demographic to start. Yeah. And NXT has basically brought that back. I mean, it's very impressive. Um, so, and they're winning the coveted over 50 demo So, uh, handedly. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's the best. One. New Japan might have the best wrestling on the planet. But NXT far and away is at least competitive with that. And as far and away, the best wrestling in North America, A-plus, baby.
1: Uh, I'll give it an A. I can't really add anything else to what you said. <laughs> You're the shill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you, you you sing the praises of the company. I can't really add anything on that. Takeovers, are, are they hit them out of the park. Takeovers, TV's been good. There's been some minor things on creative aspect, minor, minor, minor things, that I maybe could point out is like that – in terms of how they structure TV, sometimes. Um, this is possible because I did this past week where they'll, they'll book in the show with two really awesome matches and then the stuff in the middle doesn't really... is, is not really of much consequence, mm-hmm, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you want to put NXT UK in with NXT as well, I mean, NXT UK is arguably worse in that regard in terms of having one really good main event and then a bunch of like matches that kind of happen in between that don't really have much bearing in storylines all that often.
2: Yeah, NXT UK is an interesting thing. I'm not sure. Just I mean, we didn't really include it in here on its own. What grade would you give that?
1: Maybe like a B minus. Because I like, I like I like a lot of talent. I just don't I don't I don't feel like I'm given a reason to really be engaged with the show. You know, now that the show is has is, is
2: been around for a little while, I have noticed on Twitter whenever I I you know, whenever I see jokes cracked about UK, mm-hmm. it's that. They have too many people on their roster that fill the exact same spot. Yeah. And we see that kind of stuff, like the triple threat between Liguero Connors and Travis Banks. And yeah. it's like they all occupy the exact same territory. Um, and they don't have a mid card belt, and they're ta- they're their their only men's single title. Ain't going anywhere anytime ain't soon. Ain't going anywhere. And and they book that title always on dominant people. So it's not like you you know Walter's taking on Joe Coffey. You think at the next takeover, you think Joe Coffey's taking that title off no him? No chance. No.
1: It'll no. Be a, it'll, it'll be a perfectly fine match. It'll be a it'll lot be of a fun because really I really like good Joe match. Coffee a lot. But, yeah, there's no – I don't feel like there's a whole lot of drama on NXT UK. Right. I just don't feel like
2: there is. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Um, but they, that being said, they do have a terrific cast or they had a, a terrific roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I do endeavor to watch it on a weekly basis on the weekends. I did not get to see it this past weekend because I was busy. But uh but no, I, I would give it like a B I
1: guess. And also if we include two o five, I know it's a recent addition to the under the NXT umbrella. If we included it as we've seen it on NXT Oh, it's great. Holy crap. But I haven't really been following it on this Friday time slot when they actually choose to air I don't it. consider that canon. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as they're that. concerned, there's like two members of the two of five live rosters: Angel Garza and Leo. It's all
2: we need. It's all we need. They they both get an A. Hey, uh, yeah, it's in my book. Yeah.
1: All right, man. Let's talk.
2: Let's topple the. Let's tackle the big guy. Blah, blah, blah. Well, there's
1: one more after WWE. I want to save it for last. We'll but save it for last. Yeah. That's my. Anyway, so WWE. Yeah. So where to begin? Um, uh, old habits die hard with them. Um, as we saw, I think with TLC. Even if you juxtapose, juxtapose TLC with Survivor Series, you see that WWE, in many regards, represents the absolute ber- best and some of the absolute worst in pro wrestling today. Sure, yeah. Because on TLC, you saw like the first three matches were great. Mm-hmm. Carrillo and uh, Andrade put on a hell of a match to, to, on the kickoff show. Yeah. New Day and Revival, hell of a ladder match yes. to kick off the main card. Uh, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy, awesome stuff. And then you get Corbin versus Reigns. Yeah. Why do we have to deal with more Baron Corbin? Yeah. You get this Rusev and, and Lashley stuff, which I know is blowing up on the YouTube. It's getting good numbers for him. But from a creative standpoint, it's horrible. Okay. It's that's, horrible stuff.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: And they get a lot of flack for it. it just far too often they do. It's a situation where I feel like, they, took like a st- they take a step and a half forward and then a step and a half back. They're they do some. They do just enough right where I'm like, okay. I, I, granted, if I take myself in a position where I do this for a living, they do just enough right where I'd say to myself, yeah, I suppose I'll keep watching this on a weekly basis. But they don't do enough right to make me necessarily on a weekly basis excited to watch all their programs.
2: I sort of like have just taken our Friday night Smackdowns and decided to make them our Goof Hour, mm-hmm. like. It's 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 at the point where I'm like, man, I just want to have a beer and like talk shit about it and laugh about it because it's so dumb. Yeah. Um, Smackdown. So I I have some positives, positives and negatives here. Um, In terms of negatives, I've got the McMahon shakeup, which started the year, and it's funny because uh, Brian Zane on Twitter mentioned uh, the McMahon shakeup. He said uh, he said you know he had the McMahon shakeup. And here we are still with I forget what he said. It was like Baron Corbin or something. Yeah. And then uh, Tom Colley, who responded, I think it was Tom. He said, uh, he said, yeah, but you know we have had, um, you know, fan service. We had Becky win in Mania, mm-hmm. Kofi win at Mania. And my thing is that was just Vince being Vince. I don't think that had. I don't think that was. I don't think Becky and Kofi were a direct result of him looking at the ratings in November and saying, how can I add more fan service. I think that he understood that Becky was all of a sudden a hot thing. Mm-hmm. I think Vince has always liked the Horsewoman. Mm-hmm. and I think he ran with
1: that because it was uh, it was a good move for many reasons. And also, you had Ronda involved, and that means mainstream attention. And it, exactly for yeah, yeah, and that was one, that
2: was probably the biggest reason. Yeah. Um, so you had the McMahon shakeup, which was maybe the most cringy thing of the year him going out there and just desperately
1: yeah, towards the end of last year, yeah. begging us yeah.
2: to, to, to watch. Yeah. And oh, I promise things will be different. i promise we'll get you fresh mashups matchups here. We are at the end of the year and Baron Corbin is still way too featured. Yeah. He is on TV far too often. Yep. This year saw more weird Vince rules that pop up and then disappear. No wrestling during commercials that lasted maybe a couple weeks.
1: And then it was gone.
2: But for three or four weeks, it was infuriating. Yeah, It was absolutely infuriating. Uh, Just recently, we're not getting match announcements until just before the pay-per-view. Because all of a sudden, he doesn't want to do that. And they
1: didn't mention the wild card rule. The wild card rule. Which was another attempt to boost ratings. Because uh, they decided to get rid of, essentially, the, the split rosters until... Smackdown with the Fox. Yeah. Um, in hopes and having essentially the return of super shows mm-hmm. would generate fan interest. Didn't really
2: work that no, way. No, it didn't because you just got the same six people on you TV didn't. the entire time. Yep. Uh, Raw and Smackdown. well, Raw on average, I mean, week to week, there are moments of inspiration. Um I've I've said this countless times. Main roster gets by on the strength of the talent, not creative. I don't think there's been a single compelling creative story besides Beard I mean losing by
1: roll-up <laughs>
2: yeah besides uh Kofi's uh short uh but very effective mania run um or built mania uh uh, uh Becky the, I thought the horse one, I thought there were some stumbles but I thought by and large Becky's ascent uh was handled cre- Becky Ronda, all that stuff I thought creatively was handled pretty decently Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
0: Fall guy. That's what the poster said
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
0: What are you into?
2: Talking.
4: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Um, The Fiend. I thought is actually the fact that Vince McMahon greenlit The Fiend. I thought was yeah, very that's interesting. That's probably
1: the the highlight of the year creatively. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, and I know there are others that I'm not thinking of right now, and that's fine. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, uh, you had, uh, in terms of a, a negative, I'm sorry, a positive, uh, on the business side, I mean, the two big TV deals, I think they were brokered at the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, they were. So, but they kicked into effect. You had a huge, really fun launch for SmackDown, new mm-hmm. set, Pyro's mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. Um, and then it creatively just came back to earth yeah. within weeks yeah. Of it going live, um, and then I thought Survivor Series with the NXT integration I thought was, was really fun. well done. That was really good, even though like the SmackDown that really defined it was uh, uh,
1: of happenstance. Yeah, because a lot of uh, talents got the
2: travel issues held, um,
1: held up in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. The,
2: speaking of which, they had the, still they have those Saudi Arabia shows, which are just you know they are what they are. Um so uh yeah I gave I mean it's still it's still WWE they still do really good at spectacle. I think one thing about WWE is that their their creative on a week to week basis is not entirely compelling, but it also shows oh god. Okay. So on a week to week basis, their creative booking is competent. I'm not gonna say it's inspired, I won't say that it's even I think, good, I, I, it's it. competent. I'll
1: think, I think if you look at it uh, on average, if you take an average episode of Raw, there's good, there's bad. If you average it all out, yes, you could say competence, yes.
2: I'll put it this way. I think wise because I've been really thinking about AEW and the idea of booking week to week TV, which seems to be really difficult. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, and I know they're under a microscope, but you can see some decisions that they make and think, why would they do that? And then you look at WWE and think to yourself, "Okay, so it's competent, and this is how weekly TV really should be done, because it is competent." And you don't look at it. And, I mean, you can look at, "Man, why aren't they pushing this guy? Why aren't they pushing that guy?" But they don't make the decisions that are overly bizarre too often. Not bizarre decisions, anyways. Mm. I think. It, I think it just illustrates that weekly TV booking. It, it is week to hard, week is but not I, easy. I, I don't. And the fact that the fact that Vince can write a SmackDown script that, by and large, can be pretty good sometimes, sometimes on the fly, is actually really impressive. It is impressive.
1: I mean, I, I understand your point, and I think if you take it on average, yeah, you can say confidence, But I think there's still, you know, how many times within the last month and a half we pointed out a, 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 a Lana Rusev segment? You're like, this is. If it wasn't for the the strength of their personalities, maybe this would be just. Nigh unwatchable. Yeah, you know, and, and so in the same episode there'll be something really good. Yeah. So yeah, if you take it on balance, on average, yeah, you can say competence but it's still an episode of Raw or SmackDown. There's wild variance in the quality of the actual creative.
2: Yeah, but that's I'm talking about from a structural standpoint and a format standpoint, as opposed to necessarily. I don't,
1: there's so much of this of the stuff early on with post-Becky winning the Rumble until she was actually solidified in that Mania match. Mm-hmm. That seemed week to week. They were changing motivation. Yeah, They were just trying to create drama for the sake of drama. They didn't feel earned or organic to make it seem like she wasn't going to be in there to get her more face heat rather than just saying, oh, this match is happening. Look, we have three months to build this with three incredible performers. Yeah. Instead, let's insert more McMahons into it to make it endlessly complicated. Yeah, and no, I mentioned I this before that, that you had Vince inserting himself in the Kofi storyline. And with every roadblock Vince put in Kofi's way, helped his momentum it built him more and more I guess and that didn't happen when what
2: they did I'm, I'm not talking but I'm not talking about the specifics of creative I'm talking about I can sit there and watch raw and get everything I need in that one show and I think that's one thing that's bizarre about AEW is that I can sit there and watch an episode of AEW and I still have to turn to Twitter to get or being the elite to get some of the story beats filled in I think WWE they have if something happens on social media, they will reference it on TV. And that's what I'm talking about is that they have the format, they have the structure down. Mm. And it's just, and I'm not here, I'm not criticizing anybody because I said this earlier, AEW, they're learning in a very public way. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of interesting to see WWE. They're the standard for how that format should work. Um, And I think they do that still pretty darn well. I gave them a B minus. Um, Because I think that they, I think I think you can, I think you can co, I think a B minus is something you can coast on without really even trying. That's kind (laughs) of what it is. I
1: gave him a C minus because I expect much better from him.
2: (laughs) That's yeah.
1: They're they're the 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 kid in school who has all the potential in the world.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: That is just there doodling in his notebook versus actually working hard. Oh my god. Are you describing us? Kind of. Are we the W? Yeah, I think so. And I'm not. Try, I'm not here to say the people in creative don't work hard. They do work hard. I'm guessing everybody there works. I'm guessing whether they oh. want to or not, they're forced to work hard. I think they work
2: really hard,
1: and uh, that's why it's even more frustrating
2: when they put all that hard work you, you and they see, send
1: it up the line. You, you see the kid there. You're like, kid, you could be, you, you could like, you could go to, you could go to a, like a prominent university. You just applied yourself. Yeah. Instead,
2: you don't. Yeah. You just sit there. You're taking the summer off, kid. Or are you taking the the first semester after graduation you're just, off?
1: like if you get engaged, you'll 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 do really well. Yeah. That's WWE right now. Yeah. They got one of the best rosters on the entire planet. Yeah. The potential is there for it to be really good pro- oh programming. Oh, God. It could be The potential is there for them to have anywhere between five to ten huge mainstream crossover stars. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah they,
2: they, Gretta, yeah, but what you're talking about is a borderline D uh, with a C-. the C minus. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I know I'm in danger of going on business, but it's, it's, it's the expectations. They have all the money in the world, they got all this incredible talent. Yeah. Vince, even though he's out of it touch, it still can be a really great promotional mind. Yeah, they got Heyman on Smack, uh, on Raw in charge of creative. Like you, you look at all that and you think they should be hitting home runs. Week after week yeah, after week after week after week. I wonder if Heyman is just
2: wildly overrated, man. I don't
1: really know. I don't know. Do. I don't know. Um, and when when you see the potential there and they don't deliver on said potential, I, I can't help but, but knock them for it. Yeah. Because the, it's far too often, their storylines are like, this should write itself. <laughs> it isn't this yeah. hard. And I'll, go, I'll keep going back to the Becky thing. Why have her with this knee injury? Oh, she won't see the WB doctor. She won't see her own doctor. Yeah. It's not compelling, it's not dramatic. It's not dramatic at all yeah. because we know in the end of the day they're not going to take Becky out of that match. Yeah, it screams of
2: micromanagement. It really does. And, and second guessing and, and week after guessing. week
1: they change their minds and do things. Vince changes his mind week after week and doesn't care about stories. He cares about moments. Yeah, it's all frustrating stuff. There's no middle. There's no middle scene. There's no act two. <laughs> and it's frustrating. Yeah. So until they can deliver on the potential that I see right there on my TV two days a week. They're not gonna earn anything better than C plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you gave WWE C
2: minus, I gave him a B minus. Let's close on 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 uh, without a doubt. The top promotion
1: on the planet. Without a doubt. It's the only A plus I gave. Triple A, Triple so, A. let's rewind to me two, three, four years ago. Uh triple A was getting dumped on a lot. Um, you know, they Pentagon Jr., he went to go out and wrestle other place, and they're like, no, you can't use your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were being really strict about some of their uh, uh, copyright stuff. Kind of ironic, if you think about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> considering how Sin Cara just debuted <laughs> for the company.
2: And they've got dudes wearing Batman suits. I know.
1: Um, <laughs> in the span of like two or three years, they got a hell of a damn roster, man. Yeah. They just brought in Roosh. Um, uh, they got, they, Killer Cross is working for them a lot. They signed a partnership deal with AEW, uh, so we get all sorts of dream matches. We got to see Phoenix. Well, we didn't get to see it. That's one of the negatives is that they didn't broadcast that second uh, Triple Mania on Twitch. Oh, yeah. It hasn't yeah. been broadcast anywhere as far as maybe Mexico, as yeah, far as I'm weird. aware. Um, oh, sorry. That was Kenny Omega versus uh, Dragon Lee was that match. Mm-hmm. Um, like, their roster is deep. They will do ridiculous stuff. Oh, my God. They put on a hell of a show. Yeah.
2: Um, and look, I'm going to interject this here real quick. They are they – are, uh, podcaster friendly they allowed us to co-stream so this was my moment of the year my wrestling moment of the year was you me and hilton sitting in that room the friendos tuned into our twitch channel yep they could watch triple mania and us on the same screen mm-hmm. we'd get our youtube channel shut down in a second mm-hmm. within minutes if we tried that with wwe with uh triple they encouraged it we had the second largest audience for Triple Mania, and the number one was Triple Mania's Twitch channel. Yep, Triple A's Twitch channel. Yeah, we had like 1,900 people or 1,600 people I watching. Over, I think we're over 2,000 for a little bit. We had a higher number than the Impact show that was running live opposite us on Twitch. Yep, uh, and that was nothing but fun. That was a blast. And I can't wait to do it next year. Yes. Triple uh, A is an absolute blast. I try I actually endeavor not to keep up with them on a week to week basis Mm-mm. because I want to go into Triple Mania each year fresh and clean. Exactly. I don't know anything. I don't want to know anything. I don't
1: know anything because that makes for me the the experience far more enjoyable. Oh man, uh, the most enjoyable by far. I uh, mean, uh, Ray Ray DeRais is coming up. Uh, I think in January or is okay the early spring or something like that. Yeah, I I'll watch that. Okay, and I won't watch anything else till Triple Mania. All right, fair enough. Um. I watch, like, their major shows. Yeah, what yeah, yeah, watch? sure, yeah. I mean, what are their shows? Raider Ace is when? Uh, uh, late winter, early spring, I want to say. Oh, man, we got a co Yeah, one. man, for sure. I mean, look at the characters they have in Triple Mania. Oh, dude. L.A. Park. Uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. Murder Clown, Psycho Clown. M- Blue Demon junior Eho. No, wait. Uh, who's the Ambergisa?
2: What's the name? What, Nino? Like, Nino Amberguisa.
1: Yeah. 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 Fabi just, Apache. Just incredible characters, incredible wrestling over there. Just a They do all sorts of... Aerostar. Star, All Aerostar. sorts of amazing stuff on a Vampiro, regular basis. even their yes. commentary? Yeah. Oh, it's all good, it's, man. It's it's, it's, it's in a lot of ways, the best of what pro wrestling has to offer.
2: It really is. It absolutely It's just off so the wall. this That's year I gave AAA tri- uh,
1: an A+, plus, 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 plus. I gave it 110%. I think we're doing letter grades, though.
2: Oh. Uh, so, it's got to be an A+, plus, then. It's an A. I don't know what is better than a plus. Multiple. Like, A infinity plus. There you go. It's just the best. It is There's the nothing best. bad about it. Anyways, <laughs> Anyways <laughs> let us know what grades you gave the various rosters in our comments below. Yes, please. It'd be a huge favor to us if you hit that like button, because that goes a long way in helping to support going in raw. Make sure you hit the notify bell and uh, click on all Yeah. Uh, to make sure you always get your going in raw notifications. Mm-hmm. Want to say thanks to everybody out there uh, for tuning in. And yes. until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.